Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. It is Saturday. We are answering your questions, and by we, I mean... Me and Christopher is here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. So we were just uh, at brunch with a friend, and he was like, what are you... I said, when we were getting ready to leave, I was like, are you ready to go record? And his friend was like, what are you recording? And I'm like, Chris is on the podcast, and he didn't realize that's kind of been a longstanding thing. And he's like, you're going to let Chris go on your podcast? <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're... That is long since that sailed. That ship has sailed. Yeah, for sure. But... How you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Just um, thinking that might might take try to take a nap today. Good. Yeah. I'll, I'll be outside working in the yard. So you need the rest, please. <sighs> yeah. Didn't get much sleep last night, but that's okay. We've got a bunch of great questions. I think, speaking of sleep, actually, very serendipitously, I guess. Well, how about we have our gift today be sleep? I know we've done prize. that the last several weeks, but I'm going to do one more week of it because I'm still getting DMs about it. So I figured, give the people what they want. Which is more Chris. No, it's Sleep Plus. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to link it up in the in the show description in whatever app you listen to the podcast in. Some people seem to have trouble finding that. So if you can't find that there, just DM me. It is not on Amazon. So don't go buying some like spray stuff on Amazon because that's not it. I'll link it up. If you can't see where it's linked, just DM me and I will happily give you the link. But there's clearly a lot of people in need of sleep. So we're going to do one more week and the next week we'll switch it up. Yes. We will. Excellent. And We'll announce the winner at the end of the show. We will. We got a question. I do. We've got multiple questions Actually, here this first one's kind of related to sleep. It is a bit. Um, this first person wants to know, how did you become a morning person? Mm. Yeah, I... Because um, you weren't always a morning person. No, no, no. Nor was I. No. And we both are now. And More me than you, but... Well, I mean, I, I, I think getting up... I'm usually awake by 7. That's a that's morning. You think that's a morning person? <laughs> that's a morning person. You think so? Yeah. What adult can sleep after seven? Like with work and everything. On weekends, there's no work. Yeah, fair enough. And anyway, still up, but you know, that's for I, years I, I and would years. That morning. It, it's only been in the last year that I stopped getting up at four thirty consistently, yeah. seven days a week. Um, but there's a lot of people that want to become a morning person, and I was not always a morning person. I think a lot of it had to do with. I wasn't a morning person because I wasn't eating well, and you just don't have the same amount of energy, right? When I was at my heaviest, I was overeating every day, and that makes you tired, right? So, Oh, I, so I need to eat more. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, though, because when people think about things like sleep, they isolate the strategies to sleep. Yeah. But the reality is when I was... I mean, and I would stay up late and watch TV and stuff like that, but I could have slept indefinitely. You know, I, if, if I didn't have to be up for work, I could have probably slept till noon. On the weekends, I just stayed in bed until there was something to do. But a lot of it, guys, 
has to do with how you take care of yourself. If you are not well hydrated, you're going to be more tired. And you're fighting an uphill battle if you're trying to become a morning person, but you've got a lot of room for improvement with things like nutrition and hydration and that kind of stuff. Because if you are eating well, you are going to have more energy. It's going to be easier to get up earlier. If you are well hydrated, you are going to have more energy. It's going to be easier to get up earlier. So I think that's often overlooked by a lot of people who just think, I'm just going to start setting the alarm earlier. But then the alarm goes off and they're miserable and they think that, you know, there's no way I could get out of bed right now. Really work on how you take care of yourself because there is very little that has a greater impact on energy than nutrition and hydration. Like, and it, it takes time. Oh, for sure. That's the other side of it. If you are somebody who gets up 15 minutes before you have to leave the house for work and you all of a sudden think, I'm going to get up an hour earlier, that might be a big improvement, I would suggest starting with something smaller. One of the big things that I started doing when I was like, I, I don't want to just be so rushed. I would literally wake up with just enough time to take a quick shower, throw my clothes on and get out the door. I stopped giving myself this huge amount of like wiggle room in what time I set the alarm for. Because if you're somebody who knows I can hit snooze seven times before I really have to get up, that's totally ineffective. And the problem is, and everybody knows this, I'm not saying anything you guys don't know, if your alarm goes off at six, but you don't really have to be up until seven, and so you hit snooze every 10 minutes, you're not getting good rest. It's Parkinson's law. What are you talking about? You're going to be able, you're going to take as much time to get ready and, or get up as you allow yourself. So if you like, the task expands it, yeah. to the amount of time given, eh, that's a stretch, but I, but I hear where you're going with that. But the fact is, stop giving yourself that wiggle room. You're not getting good rest anyway. And I'm not saying, so set the alarm for six and get up at six. I'm saying set the alarm for seven. Like, let's start there. If that is the time that you need to get up, then get up and be up at that time. But I would challenge you as kind of a first step to not give yourself an hour or 30 minutes or even 20 minutes to hit snooze and go back to sleep four or five times before you really have to get up. Start there. And don't rush your results. When, you, when you're ready to start moving it earlier, move it earlier by like five or 10 minutes at a time, not an hour at a time. And here's the other big thing. A lot of people want to be a morning person, but they don't have any real clear driver of like, this is what I'm going to do in the morning. So when that alarm goes off, it's like, well, I don't, I mean, what's, what's the point? Like, it's not like I have something I need to get done. I have something I need to do. I have something I want to do. And then it becomes really easy to talk yourself out of. Give yourself something to do with that five minutes. If you're going to give yourself five, 10, 15, 20 minutes more in the morning, make sure you have a plan for what you're going to do with that time. Even if starting out, let's say, all right, I'm going to set my alarm 15 minutes earlier. Start by picking one day a week that you're going to do that for, right? Not now I'm going to do this every day. On Tuesdays, you know, or Mondays, I get up 15 minutes earlier. But then have a plan for that time because if you don't, it's no different than like, oh, I really only, I really have to get up 15 minutes from now, so I'm going to hit snooze twice. Have a plan for that time. And then maybe after you do that one day a week for a few weeks, then you go to two days a week, right? But allow yourself a process to ease into it. 
Don't try to make some drastic change. The same is true for nutrition. There's no reason in the world to go from the way you're currently eating to a 180 degree shift. Small steps. I'm sure you've all seen on social media the image of the two ladders, right? The two ladders are the same size. They're the same height. But one of them have, has rungs that are like really far apart. And the other one has rungs that are really close together. Tiny steps are much more doable. The person who asked this question, though, in addition to saying, how do you become a morning person? They gave some context. They said, um, I, I haven't always been a morning person. I used to like to sleep in. Um, or no, she was saying that about me. But then she said... She does shift work. She does shift work. So this is a daily struggle. Start with the days where you're getting plenty of sleep. Like if there's a day where you don't get home until 11 p.m., then don't have that be the, the following morning be the day that you start trying to get up earlier. Do it on a day where you're getting more sleep. Because again, we're not trying to force this such that you're just operating with less sleep. We want you to be more rested and more energized. And I believe so strongly that that begins with nutrition and hydration. Eat better. Be consistent with that. Journal. Stay hydrated. No, not journaling. And I, I think that's like... That's the key. Yeah. That's where I would start. Yeah. They also wanted to know when Amari's coming. I, I know. I was getting to that. But if you want to ask no, the No, you just, you cut off like 40% of what, what they said. So yeah, well, well, half of it wasn't relevant. Other, uh, to, to the audience, <laughs> it was relevant to you. And you got that email. Um, when Amari is going to Canada. I don't know. You should tell me. I don't know. I don't know. Don't have an answer. Don't know yet. Yeah. We'll let you know when we know, though. Thank you for listening to the podcast, though. We appreciate you. And for being interested in Amari, because it's good stuff. Good stuff. Next question. I'm ready. What are some ways to track my goals and the behaviors to work towards my goals? I keep overcomplicating the system, which becomes hard to manage, and then I give up. Well, if you know that you're overcomplicating it, then I would start by what is the simplest way to look at this, right? And so if I'm playing this hypothetical game, you have a goal and you want to capitalize on behaviors to work towards your goal, you've been overcomplicating it, I would challenge you to say to yourself, what is one thing I can do today, one choice I can make, one decision, one action, one inaction that's going to drive my goal and start identifying just one thing per day, that's, you have to look at, okay, if I've been complicating it, what is a simpler way? You don't necessarily have to go to the simplest way, but start to look at, based on what I've been doing that feels overcomplicated, what could I do today to simplify my approach? The other thing, and I'm surprised Chris didn't say it before I did. Journaling! The Changemakers Journal is designed specifically for this. It is I mean, we can call it a system because we're identifying one primary goal for month, per month, three daily action steps towards it, and one action step towards three different life investments that are in areas outside of your goal. So if you have not yet picked up the Changemakers Journal, I think this would be a huge help to anybody who feels like either I have a goal but I'm not doing the work, or I'm overcomplicating things, or I'm having trouble following through. Those are the kinds of things that the Changemakers Journal is for, without a doubt. Yeah. And I'd like the record to show that I did say it before you did. You did. <laughs> How do you maintain a work-life balance? You know, I'm going to put this on you, Chris. 
how do you think I maintain work-life balance? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> is that your is that your serious answer though? No, I mean it. It hasn't been easy. It's been a big change since it's evolution. Since we got right? together. I mean, yeah. You used to have a work balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was not a life in there really. And you've really you've made a point, an emphasis to focus on a life outside of work cuz work was all you really did before. Yeah. I I think that's And I think you realize that it's not really worth it if you're not living as well. Yeah, like what are you working so hard for if you're not being really intentional about Making life outside time for yourself work. without work. Yeah. yeah. So I actually, I have a different view of balance, okay? And I think about it in terms of if we saw somebody standing still on a balance beam, we would not be impressed by their balance, right? Because they're just standing there, right? Right. Really, balance... It's when they're doing flips, like in no. the Olympics. Balance no? is... Responding appropriately to imbalance. Mm -hmm. We're impressed by somebody's balance when they're able to counter an imbalance. That's what's super like when we we see somebody as balanced when they're able to respond appropriately to imbalance. You start to realize you're going too far to the left, so you counter by going a little far to the right. What? I think this was actually touched on 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 a Q&A episode uh, a couple months ago. I'm not surprised. This comes up a ton. But just because the way you're explaining it right now, I I vividly remember us having that same discussion. Yeah, I think that a lot of people think that balance means, and it doesn't mean this to me, but I believe and I hear that the perception from a lot of people is that my life gets the same amount of time as my work, or my kids get the same amount of time as my marriage, or my marriage gets the same amount of time as my job. I don't see it that way. Yeah, and I think you're right. What I see it as, for example... On like a typical Monday, my marriage gets very, very little energy, effort, time, investment. Because Ouch. True though, right? Wow. My Mondays tend to be my my heaviest, most, most work-heavy day of the seven days of the week, just based on like what things that I routinely do on Mondays versus Tuesdays or Thursdays or Fridays or Saturdays or Sundays. Um, but I'm not looking for marriage and health and work to get an equal share of time every day or even every week. There are seasons. And that is why when I created the Changemakers Journal, I made sure that there are other life investments every day, but there's not unlimited other life investments every day. I'm not expecting that I'm going to give time every day to my job and my house and my finances and my health and my marriage and my friendships and my family outside of my marriage. It's just, that's not going to happen. But what I am always looking to do is make sure that say over the course of a month, I'm touching on all of these things and I'm paying attention to what's struggling what hasn't gotten the attention? There are absolutely periods of days that will go by and I'm like, today's a perfect example. Laundry has gotten zero attention in like three weeks. So balance is responding appropriately to that imbalance. I don't do laundry every day to be balanced, but I'm going to respond appropriately to the fact that we've got like six loads of laundry that need to be folded and put away, right? That's just, that is balance. Similarly, if I feel like 
I haven't done any, like I haven't uh, captured my receipts. I haven't updated my spending spreadsheets. I haven't done this. Then I'm going to respond appropriately by giving that the time that it needs. If I realize Chris and I haven't been out on a date in two weeks, then we're going to respond appropriately to that. But it's not that work and life get equal share every day or even equal share every week, but we're paying attention to where those discrepancies are and we're adjusting accordingly. I'm a very visual person, so that's why I wanted it to be part of the Changemakers Journal so I could see, gosh, in a 30-day month, one of my life investments has been finances 18 days, but my marriage has only been on there three days. Like, we need to do something about that. Let's make sure that for the next couple of weeks, I'm being intentional about that kind of thing. I keep my journal open in our kitchen most of the time. That's where I've been working from lately because it's close to the bathroom and I'm pregnant and it's just convenient. In case but you like, guys didn't know. Chris will be like, he'll, you'll notice that if, if I have like play a game with Chris on there, like something that we do other than, because Monday through Friday, it's easy for it to just be, I work, you work, we have dinner, the little, end. Little TV. And, and then that's it. And you try to get some sleep. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's... I don't, it's not a rut that I want to be in. That's, that's I want things to be part of our relationship outside of that. So when I notice we haven't been intentional about doing something together for four or five days, or sometimes two or three days, depending on the week, depending on the month, I'm going to be really intentional about that. But I don't want anybody to think that there's going to be a week where everything gets equal share or that that's the goal. We're really looking to notice imbalance, notice it quickly, and respond to it appropriately. We don't want to overcompensate. We don't want to undercompensate. But what are the areas of your life that are most important to you? Are you investing in them? Do you need to do a little more? Do you need to do a little less? Where is the imbalance and how can I correct it? And for the record, last time we played a game, and I don't mean any cultural appropriation by this, we played Mexican Train, which is dominoes, and, I and Elizabeth kicked my butt. I did. And you also got the rules wrong. I did. Well, you know. I and, like dominoes. And, and yet you still won. I like dominoes. Yeah. But it's tough with two people. It's kind yeah, of it's more. Yeah, it's way more fun with more people. Yeah. I like but cribbage. I like cribbage unless I'm tired and then I don't want to do the math. That makes sense. Yeah. But we like we like to play games. We do. All right, next question. I'm ready for it. How do you eliminate the clutter of distractions? Like uh, getting more disciplined about saying no to things that divert time from my goals, like stopping the big scroll on Facebook or Instagram, binge watching TV, reading fluff, and just, uh, you know, the things that aren't helping me move forward. How do you switch gears? I like to have some boundaries here. Like I don't have the TV on once I start work right? I didn't used to be that way. I remember when I first started Primal Potential, there was a huge learning curve for being disciplined during the day because what would happen is I would wake up, I would go into my office and, at, and at, when I first started Primal, I had a television in my office. That was, that was a mistake. Um, <laughs> not a, but it was also sort of like there was a T, we didn't have a TV in our bedroom. Um, we had a TV in the living room and then if I wanted to watch something other than what my, my first husband was watching, it was the TV was in my office. So it was kind of like my little like female cave. Um, but it was your, a terrible idea. she shed? It was a terrible idea because 
any show that had been on the night before that I hadn't watched. I'm like, I'll just have it on in the background. And it, the productivity was garbage. I mean, it was absolutely garbage. The beautiful thing is, guys, these kinds of things that happen are opportunities to learn. It didn't take a rocket scientist. I didn't need an outsider to tell me, this television stuff, Elizabeth, it's really, <laughs> it's really getting in the way. And I, and I say that because clearly this person knows what the distractions are. I mean, she listed them here, scrolling on Facebook, Instagram, binge watching TV. So set a standard for yourself, right? Maybe for you, it's got to do with what time the TV goes off at night, you know, because otherwise, this used to be me for a huge season of my life. I would get sucked into a show and then it would be midnight or one in the morning and I'm still watching TV even though I'm exhausted. I don't do that anymore. Like Chris knows, if I'm tired, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to bed. Like I, I would rather get a good night's sleep than an extra episode of whatever it is. I would rather the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, you sleep through the night and I don't. Right. And I think also you probably function, you require less sleep than I do in general as well. Maybe. Yeah. So, but everybody's different. That wouldn't be yours. You would have to, you could easily look at what distracts you, you know, which everybody is going to have different answers there. Know what it is that distracts you. For Chris, if going to bed at midnight isn't a problem, then don't start there. Know what the issue is. I was able to easily see, for me, having a TV on during the day, big problem. The other thing, I posted this on Instagram. I was surprised by how many reactions I got to this story. Um, I posted a week or two ago just a screenshot of the settings on my iPhone, and I had airplane mode switched on. And when I am writing or editing... I put my phone on airplane mode because otherwise, if a text from Chris comes in or a text from an unknown number, I'm very likely to be like, who's that? What's that? What does Chris need? What's up? Blah, blah, blah. And I might get interrupted eight times in 30 minutes, whether it's a phone call or a text message. So for me, again, awareness, I recognized that I was making a task take longer because I was checking my phone six times while I was doing it. So I started putting my phone on airplane mode and I set the timer for 30 minutes and I'll edit without distractions. I'll put my, um, I'll turn my Wi-Fi off and I'll put my phone on airplane mode. I'll set the timer for 30 minutes. And then at 30 minutes, I take a five minute or a 10 minute break. I turn the Wi-Fi back on. I put my phone off airplane mode. If I've gotten any texts, I'll look at them at that time. But it's really, it's no different than like, my kid is having this particular behavioral issue around X, Y, Z. Okay, so we set some strategies and some practices and some boundaries and some guidelines. You already know how to do it. You've already done it either in your mind or in your reality for somebody else. So now you just need to do it for yourself. I don't have a TV on during the day. I don't, you know, stay up late into the evening watching shows Those are the things that really help me. I turn my phone on airplane mode. I turn my Wi-Fi off for small increments of time. I'm not saying I keep my phone on airplane mode through the workday. I absolutely don't. I check it at least every 30 minutes. But really look at what is the biggest distraction. Start with one. Don't try and tackle them all at once. And and put a boundary in place 
for yourself. Maybe that means you're off social media at 9 p.m. Maybe it means your phone goes on airplane mode at 10 10 p.m. Maybe it means your TV is only on between 6 and 9 p.m. Whatever it starts to look like for you, create some disciplines and some boundaries for yourself. That has been hugely impactful for me. And again, this is all pretty straightforward stuff that I know you could think of on your own. It just comes down to picking a starting point and really holding yourself to it. Hmm. That's what I would say. We have a winner. We have a winner. It's the last week of the Sleep Plus giveaway. Sleep Plus giveaway until the next time we do a Sleep Plus But before we say who the winner is, tell people how they can win. You can win by sending me $50. No. Because somebody's going to actually do that. And then Chris is going to like all of a sudden, I'm going to be like, where did all this cash come from? (laughs) (laughs) No, you can uh, comment on. You're wrong already. Let me tell you. (laughs) It's not even an option. How many times do we do this and you don't have it memorized yet? Jeez Louise. I can't win. Good help is hard to find, guys. Okay. You can leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts which or... Would, which would be a comment. Nope, it's actually not. It's a comment. review. That's totally different. Totally comment. You can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. Also a comment. Nope. Or you can post... Which is a comment. No, it is not. <laughs> you can post on Facebook or Instagram with an episode of the show that you are enjoying, something that you've learned from it. Just make sure to tag me. Otherwise, I won't see it. Um, and tagging me on Facebook is at Primal Potential Podcast. Tagging me on Instagram is at Elizabeth Benton. And every week we give something away. $50 to Christopher at Primal Potential yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who is our winner today of Sleep Plus? Our winner this week is Ratona Har. Spell it. That's at R-A-T-O-N-A-H-A-R-R. What if it's Rat on a Har? It, it could be, but what's a Har? I don't know. What's Ratona? That sounds like someone's name. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So all you need to do to claim your prize, no matter where you live in the world, is email Christopher at PrimalPotential.com within 60 days. Tell him you were the winner of 859, that you won the Sleep Plus. Put your mailing address, and we will ship it out to you. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Anywhere. We will be back next week with more of your questions. Yes, we will. And maybe some answers. Probably some answers. More like input. Because I don't really have answers. I just have an opinion. True. Yeah. All right. Bye. We love your questions. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.